Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Tuesday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with the Deadly VRA Investing Podcast. Hope you all had a good day today. Uh, today, we're going to have, uh, we're going to bounce around quite a bit. We've got a lot to cover today, folks. I'm going to do it really quickly, all right? Great day in the markets today. We're going to talk about that. These, these internals continue to represent a pattern change. I'm telling you, we've been talking about it here. Todd and I have been talking. We see really nobody else talking about it. That's not true. That's not true. They're, they're, some of our other favorites are talking about it. But I'm telling you straight up, not enough people are talking about what's going on in the internals, in my opinion. Uh, talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, Bitcoin and why I, I, I believe that if Russia is really going to invade Ukraine, that uh, Bitcoin, we'll see it in Bitcoin. I'll talk about that because we have past relationships to draw from. Right, what happened in the UAE after the Las Vegas massacre? Uh, what happened in um, in Afghanistan? Okay, uh, before the U.S. left, we see clear patterns here that I think make Bitcoin very interesting to follow for a um, for a uh, a way for the very wealthy, right, and the inside the insiders to get their money out of a country quickly, and that just hasn't happened yet. Uh, so we'll talk about that just a little bit. I guess it kind of did, uh, but uh, we'll talk about Canada is is a complete fascist dictatorship this guy justin trudeau and christine friedland my god she's a she's a she's an insider for klaus schwab's world economic forum she is a, a proud insider it just it's a you know we have a lot of canadians friends number one and we have a lot of our subscribers that are canadian and i hear from these people and i hear the some some i honestly i, I don't have sympathy for i'm just being really honest here I do not have sympathy for some Canadians. And, and these are my friends I'm talking about here. But they have yet, they don't raise their voice. This is just, okay, duh. Well, we, we just move forward. I, and I, maybe I wish I was more like that. Maybe I'm jealous. Maybe that's it. I don't think that's it. I don't think that's it. Growing up, did you not love reading about the founding fathers? Right? The fact that their names were all on kill lists. Their families' names were on kill lists. What, what is it like? Uh, 12 or 13 of them died completely penniless. All of their property taken. Their families killed. Okay? When they signed the Declaration of Independence, that was it. Okay? That was it. They knew it. They were signing their death wish. Okay? That's, <laughs> that's the America that matters to me. And I think for so many of us, and I know I speak for everybody on this, on this podcast here, when I say this is what we're drawing from, this is like in our DNA that we go, well, fuck you. What are you doing? You're destroying our country. You're doing it purposefully because you're a, a, deep, a Bill Gates depopulation guy or whatever. You're evil. You are evil. Okay. You want the world. You believe you are the elite of the elite. And then everybody else should just bend to your will. We don't matter. We are ants under your boots because this is how they see us. So these people, they have to go. They, they have to go. This is treason what's happening here. And it's been happening for a long time, folks. I cannot tell you the amount of shit, okay, that I've caught. And because of that, by extension, my family, right, Tyler and Sam and my wife, because Honestly, people think they you have know, thought since 9-11 that I'm, a, I'm just a conspiracy theorist. And I, I'm just out there. And I, I, I've had these conversations. I, I try to walk people through. I say, you know, do you really, is it, 
Is it do you know the facts of 9-11? Is it possible in your mind that we'll just start with the easy one, okay? That that two hundred plus story buildings fell to the ground at at freeze fall speed hours after they you know, long after they were hit by a plane. They didn't fall as a result of the crash. And they were, the, the planes crashed, of course, to the top of the bu- towards the top of the building, the top one-third of the building. So how did all that concrete pulverize and turn to dust as the entire buildings fell to the ground for free fall speed? And then later that afternoon, like 5, 6 o'clock at night, World Tra- Trade Center 7, not hit by a plane, not, not hit by a plane, falls to the ground at 47 stories, falls to the ground, free fall speed, all it had was office fires throughout some of the floors. Does that not, and it was some, again, with some people, it just doesn't resonate, okay? But folks, it's all connected. It's always all been connected. And the real issue here is that when, when these, these, these megalomaniacs, okay, psychopaths, they are, com- they, are, they are complete psychopaths. When they're able to get away with things like 9-11, that's why I've said for forever, until 9-11 until the truth is known about 9-11, this country won't heal. It's likely the world won't heal. It all ties to 9-11, Patriot Act, etc. I'm not going to go through all the pieces, but you know what? I, I, I've done it plenty. If you're new to this, you know what? Uh, go to ae911truth.org, ae911truth.org. Find out what more than 3,000 scientists, real scientists, architects, not climate scientists, okay, that, that are on the government payroll. Find out what more than 3,000 actual scientists, architects, and engineers have to say about the official story of 9-11. Don't listen to me. Listen to more than 3,000 scientists. But it's all tied to 9-11. So <clears throat> I won't go through all of this, but obviously, you know, uh, weapons of mass destruction didn't exist. The two wars shouldn't have happened. The financial crisis, uh, housing crisis, that, that was 17 straight rate hikes, folks. This was planned by the Federal Reserve. It, it allowed... The big banks and allowed the elite, the elite to really take control of the U.S. economy, and it set everything up that followed. Okay, including put, putting Obama in office. Remember, uh, nobody knew who this guy was. Nobody knew who this guy was. He was a one-term senator from one of the most corrupt states in the country, <clears throat> and all of a sudden now he's winning. He's he's beating he's beating Hillary. She, she's going. Whoa, whoa, what 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 what? Stand in line, man. Or as her, as her husband used to say, he used to get my coffee, okay? Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, just pure racism on the left, right? That's where, always, it's always projection. If they accuse you of something, they are that times a thousand, okay? This is what's happened to the left, and I'm going to come back to that with respect to Canada. But anyway, I, I could keep going. I'm not going to. But, of course, fast forward to, to where we are now. Stolen election, pandemic, right? Everything that's happened has been a result of 9-11, and these sociopathic, psychopathic megalomaniacs being able to get away with something that big, everything else is kind of small in comparison. Everything else was kind of small in comparison. But we also think uh, that, that, that psych, that's a cycle. It's, it's every seven, eight, nine years that they take their next big step. Okay, So we think we're in the clear. We've said that really from the depths of coronavirus insanity. Those the March 20th, 2020 lows. Uh, which has been our consistent theme here. Uh, we've got a new book coming out about it, The Big Bribe. Walks everybody through all this, how it's all connected, etc. Okay, now let's talk about Canada. Because this black-faced fascist, all right, black-faced fa- he calls other people racist, and he's worn blackface how many times in his life? 
Folks, never give up your Second Amendment. Americans, never, ever, ever give up any, a single piece of your Second Amendment. Look what's happened in Canada since they did. Okay? You can't, you can't give them an inch because they will legalistically turn it into a mile. Canadians now are whipped dogs. Not, not, not all of them. Thank God for these truckers. You see the country starting to wake up. But to allow someone like a Justin Trudeau, and I'm assuming their election system must be... Did they, people really vote for him twice? Is this, did that really happen? Did Canadians really vote this? Uh, this Again, another world economic forum, another Klaus Schwab guy. Did they really, Canadians really vote this guy into office twice? It, it, is, it is stunning what they just happened with the Emergency Act and the way they criminalized uh, peaceful protests. People, peaceful protests. BLM and TIFA was extremely active throughout Canada. A lot of churches got burned down for some other stuff that uh, they let the, that they they allowed the blame to be somewhere else, and and now this. I mean, this is just criminalized fascism, dictatorship. They just don't care. They just don't care. They're going to keep going. So my idea last night that I shared on Twitter that got picked up a lot of places. I saw even Candace Owens now has picked up on it, and uh, is that. The, the ultimate protest for, Cana- for Canadians, if they still have the balls to do it, and I, I have to hope they do. I know my friends do that, that, are, that, are, that are sick to their stomach. Like I got, I got an email from one of our long-term Canadian friends. Uh, I've, known, I've known him for, I don't know, since back in the WMI days. Got to be like 2010. So we go back over a decade, maybe longer. He's just sick to his stomach. He's, I just have a knot in my stomach that won't go away. My friends have all been vaccinated. They think I'm, I'm crazy for not doing it. They, they, they are against the truckers. Kip, I don't know what to do here. I'm surrounded by this stuff. So, you know, maybe Canada, Canada is probably lost, you know, and I'm sorry to say that, but it certainly does appear to be the case. And folks, if you think it can't happen here, why do you think Trudeau, he's, who is a complete pussy, how do you think Justin Trudeau found the courage and the balls to do what he just did. You think he did it on his own? His own volition? No. He just had a talk with, with Biden a few days ago. Right? Biden said, do it. Federal powers. You must put this down. And he did. And he did. It is, uh, it's hard to believe, really. That, you know, growing up, this is what we studied. We studied communism and fascism, Mussolini and Hitler. We've studied this. And this is why our forefathers, the greatest generation, gave their lives so this wouldn't happen on our shores. And here it is. It is our shores, folks. It's happening right here in America. Look, look, at, look at all the people that have been fired or, 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 or made to take a, an experimental vaccine against their wishes to keep their jobs. This is complete fascism in America. And if you're not woken up to that yet, and if, you, if you're not talking about this, what the fuck are you waiting for? I'm sorry, but what are you waiting for? And again, I know I'm speaking to a friendly crowd here, so I, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just frustrated today because I see that people are waking up, but I also see a big segment of the, pop- segment of the population that just seems to be okay with this. And I know we've dumbed down, we've dumbed down our country, right? It's, it started with really probably taking prayer out of the school, and it started with us becoming so materialistic. It's everything is about money, money, money. Having what the, what the Joneses have, you know, so both parents have to work. It really started with the Federal Reserve, right? Federal Reserve printing our money into oblivion. U.S. dollar loses ninety-eight percent of its value since nineteen thirteen when the Fed was was formed. 
right? That's why most, both spouses and family must work in most families. Why they must work in most families. Now, if they choose to, they must to make the same income that one job took would make for the net income for the family just really just two and a half decades ago. So, look, it's, this, is, this is real. It's happening. But we just can't let it – we have to stop it here. And I think the, the hope we all have is that, of course, the midterms are coming uh, be here before you know it, and that's very good news. But, boy, does Biden seem to not care about this? Here, here, he just – they don't seem to care. The left doesn't seem to care, and that should worry all of us. They act like we're here and we're not going anywhere. That's very concerning about, for me – about what they have planned next, because they've been steps ahead of us, folks. They've been five steps ahead of us the entire way. We're reacting. We're not acting. We're always reacting. And that's a problem. And that's a problem. If you're wondering how I can be so bullish in the face of all this, uh, it's because I think that's the one thing that they kind of have to do. They have to keep the markets going higher. You know, they got to keep the financial types happy or they are, are they going to lose, lose their core constituency. Right, the economy and the markets must remain on solid footing, while they mess around on the edges, you know, with their control. I think that's the trade-off. I think the market's telling us that. Uh, but again, today Biden goes on TV, and I couldn't, I can't watch it. I told Tyler, we always talk, you know, before our podcast every day. We talk all day long, really. But he's in Austin. I'm here in Sugarland, and uh, we're actually getting together again this week and going to a great event together. Can't wait for that. Um, he. Um, we we're talking about Biden's presser today and, you know, why did he even do this? You know, of course, we know he had to wag the dog. You know, he said something to the effect of, well, uh, Russia says that they're withdrawing troops. But we can't confirm that and they could invade it any day. Something to that effect. He's got to keep wagging the dog because he's got a 33 percent approval rating. And, of course, that's not even that's not even accurate. That's that's not even accurate. You've seen the way these polls are, are taken, you know, the way they're skewed. The, the average poll is about 8% skewed to Democrats, okay? And this is, this is again, this is not, there's nothing conspiratorial about what I just said. This is fact. Um, so he's not even, he's probably in the mid-20s popularity-wise. And I still question, who are those people? Well, we know who they are. They, they all have good government jobs. You know, they, they love big government. They, they, they don't care. They just want the government to keep growing and their, their, their pensions to grow and their incomes to grow and their opportunities to grow and expand. Yeah, this is how the Roman Empire imploded. This is this is exactly how it happened. But it also took a hundred years for that to happen. So, you know, it, you can't say you can't point to one thing and say, okay, that that's what that's that's what did it. Uh, but anyway, uh, you know, he starts talking today, and here goes the market. You know, we had four hundred four hundred some point gains. He starts talking, we lose one hundred and fifty points on the gains right away because uh, the algorithms, of course, are tied to this. They hear Russia Ukraine. And Biden talking, and they know it's negative. So, boom, here come the sell signals, right? But it proved to be a mistake. So we closed right at the highs of the day. This is a very good day today. Dow Jones today up 1.2%, up 422 points, back above the 200-day moving average. Folks, right at back to 35,000, just below it now. SP of 100, uh, up uh, a big, eight, excuse me, 69 points today, up, up bigger than the Dow, up 1.5%. Um, NASDAQ. Booming, up 2.5% today, up 348 points at 14,139. And our leader, and by the way, this has been our leader, Russell 2000. Russell, they're just beaten up. They're just so, they, they're just beaten up. Uh, these are great values in these small caps. Russell 2000 today, up a big 2.7% today. What we really loved about the action today, besides the internals, which I'll get to in a moment, was the semis. Semis lead. 
Folks, they lead them the way up, the way down. Again, if you were, if you just go back and look at what happened in November. Look at what happened. We talk, we've talked about this here. NVIDIA topped in, in late November, okay, and then proceeded to fall 27%. And what was that? Uh, I want to call it six weeks, okay? The, the leader in the, uh, in the semiconductor space, chip space, right? Destroyed, and it led on the way down. Semiconductors followed it, okay? And then what happened on January 24th? The capitulation lows. NVIDIA bottomed. Boom. That was it. Everything has followed since. It just has. NVIDIA today up 9.5%, up a big 23 points today. And I laugh because we've been following this pretty closely. And we own, it's funny because we own Soxel, okay, in the VRA portfolio, which is the three-time leverage ETF for semiconductors. It was up 15.5%. The 15.5% in one day for an ETF uh, in semiconductors, okay? But it just barely outperformed NVIDIA. I just uh, I find that I find that interesting. I think NVIDIA being up nine and a half percent today, folks. I I would call that a tell. I would call that a tell. I think their leadership from January twenty fourth lows is a big tell. Semiconductors SMH up five percent today. Again, you they lead in both directions and they're leading higher. They've been leading higher from the January twenty fourth lows. That's not nothing. I think it's really significant. As a matter of fact, uh, and the internals again just keep getting better. Uh, even on bad days, they haven't been as bad as they were before. Folks, we had throughout the fourth quarter, almost frankly throughout the entire year of 2021, but certainly in the fourth quarter, we had awful internals. We'd have days where the market was up like pretty big. Like we'd have 150, 250-point gains in the Dow Jones, and the internals were flat. And Tyler and I are like, what is going on here? This should not be happening. We'd have days where the NASDAQ was up 1% plus, and NASDAQ internals were negative across the board. You know, with a couple 352-week lows, like, wait, this is not right. But that was the internal bear market that was happening. That was happening then. And we talked about it. It's not a real surprise. There were about 10 companies held up the whole market. But, folks, that's also the nature of a big bull market. It just is. And so it supported. That's why we didn't drop 20%. That's why we didn't have a bear market. Because the average NASDAQ stock did. The average NASDAQ stock last year, over about a nine-month period, fell 50%. That is a bear market. But guess what? It's over now. It's over. It's an internal bear market that has ended. At least it looks that way. If, look, if we violate the January 24th lows, you know, that means we're well below the 200-day moving average. Everything will fall apart. And, and, and we'll be forced to change direction. We just will. Because we know we're not going to, we're not going to, we're not going to, we're not going to, we're not going to fight that a powerful move as, as trend followers that's just not what we do here right i'm telling you what i believe is going to happen i think the lows are in place i think the lows have been in place since january 24th i think the internals continue to point to exactly that and let's talk about that now because this is the big data for the internals today nasdaq volume today was 86 percent positive uh, up volume uh nysc volume today 80 percent. so we need another day tomorrow there's very good readings we, uh, what the technicians, what the guys tell you that follow the internals like religiously and have forever, like for decades and decades, tell you that you need back-to-back days of 80% up volume to, to, to give you a, a new bullish thrust buy signal. I think I had that pretty close to being right. Maybe I'm off a little bit, but not on the 80%, not on the back-to-back days. There's different ways that they, these bullish thrusts, you know, I don't, I don't really, honestly, I'm, I'm out of my depth here. 
but I know that much about it. That's what they look for. So we want to see follow through tomorrow. Today was we closed at the highs today. Again, great smart money hour after Biden the destroyer tried to ruin it again. I don't I don't really understand that that it, it baffles me why he's so determined to make shit fall apart. That's that's that, again, but you know what? They're psychopaths, you know? They're psychopaths. So I don't know you can ever make sense of them from a human condition point of view, unless you're one as well. And I don't, I don't think I'm there. They're, they want to make me one. They want to make me one. They would make us all domestic terrorists. That's for sure. I guarantee it's what they're doing in Canada. The Canadians would simply take their money out of Canadian banks. This is that strategy. Take your money out of Canadian banks. Get a bank run going. I can tell you the banking cartel, global banking cartel takes bank runs very seriously. That would end that in its tracks. Of course, you'd have to have most Canadians that agreed to do it or wouldn't have the power behind it. But it's also something we need to keep in our back pocket in the U.S., all right? Uh, I've shared a story before about 9-11. On the day of 9-11, I went to the bank. This was, I I wanted to see what was going on there, frankly, because I had had my concerns about, okay, what's going on with our banking system? So I went there. I'm like, I'm going to go withdraw a significant amount, a decent amount of money. I said, I got there. It was a line, first of all. Um, and I was a little surprised to see that, uh, a line inside the bank and I go, okay, I need to withdraw $7,000. And they're like, she looked up at me like it was a big deal. This is, folks, this is Chase. Okay. This is Chase. Looked at me like it was a big deal. I'm like, <clears throat> and she said, sir, in kind of a whispered voice, which got my attention. I mean, I remember it was like yesterday. I've written about it a lot. Sir, we don't have those funds right now. And I said, what? And she goes, we, we, we're, we're a little light right now. We've had people taking money out, and we don't have those funds right now. And so I thought about it, and she's a very nice girl. I don't want to embarrass her, but I kind of looked over my shoulder. I saw some people kind of leaning in, so I decided to go ahead and go for it. And I said, what do you mean I can't withdraw the money that's in my own account with a raised voice? And then everybody's, everybody's, everybody's watching. Well, the bank manager's watching over her shoulder comes right over and says, sir, we have a breach truck that's on the way. Just everybody, everybody, just give us a second because now everybody's starting to talk. Just give us a second. The breach truck's going to be here in minutes. During about 15, 20 minutes later, here comes the breach truck. We got our money, no problem. But see, that's how bank runs start. And so that's the ultimate leverage that we have as citizens. But you know, again, it's got to happen in numbers. Um, okay, so again, internal's fantastic. Advanced decline today, four to one NASDAQ. Four to one, three and a half to one positive, about, about three and a half to one positive NYSE. I covered the volume already. Again, still getting weird readings on new 52 week high lows. It, uh, 193 stocks at new 52 week low today on NASDAQ. I, I can't explain it. Uh, I shared a chart this morning on the biotech. You know, the biotech ETF XBI over the last year is down 51%. So you've had a lot of these sectors that are, and these SPACs, of course, continue to be destroyed. I be, I'm almost certain that's where all of it's coming from. Uh, I don't really track the daily uh, new 50-week lows, but Helene Meisler does. And she says it's been commonly the SPACs, which, of course, three, trade three times, units, warrants, and common. And it's also, of course, been uh, biotech's been destroyed. How do you explain that? I, I think I know how you explain that. I think it's karma. I think it's karma for these whatever they are jabs. That's what I think it is. And so I think it's going to continue, frankly. I would not buy the biotechs here. Catch a falling knife? Not no, not in this group. Well, why would I want to? Why why would I want to do that? I want them to suffer, you know. Even though we do happen to own a biotech, um, and it and it's cost us. It's hurt us. Um, in the bureau portfolio. 
Okay, let's uh, let's move forward here to the uh, sector watch today. Of our 11 SP 100 sectors, nine of the 11 finished higher of the day, led the upside by what you want to see. Technology up 2.7%, consumer discretionary up 2%. Again, these are groups you want to see lead. Also today, by the way, housing was quite strong up 2%. Again, housing still, even after today, HGX, the housing index, is down 5%, 5% below its 200-day moving average. So we've got SP 500 back above 200-day, Dow Jones back above 200-day, uh, the Qs knocking on the door, uh, transports above the 200-day, but then you've got NASDAQ below, and you've got housing below. So, you know, again, there's still damage that's been done here. No one's, no one's saying that's not the case. But, you know, it's hard to buy low at, at the highs. You know, you've got to kind of sneak, stick your neck out a little bit, you know, uh, be disciplined, right? Have stops, et cetera. But you got to take chances. You, you never buy at the low. You're always buying at the highs. On the downside, energy today down 1.4%. Important point on energy, I think. Of course, energy oil is down today, of course, because of the positive news out of uh, uh, Ukraine, Russia. There ain't no Russians. There ain't no tanks. Just corporate criminals playing with tanks, right? The great song from the call, uh, The Walls Came Down, 1983. Uh, but uh, energy down 1.3% today. But it's been oil's been so hot. Of course, the positive news out of Ukraine, Russia uh, didn't help there. But here's the key point on oil. The DSI for oil just hit 93 yesterday. 93 is extreme overbought. That means everybody owns the sector, and that's not good. <laughs> that's, not, that's not when you want to be long. If you're a trading account for short-term money, you wouldn't buy here. You would not be buying oil here, right? You would wait for a pullback. Now, we just did this. We took profits in, our, in some of our oil positions here like two months ago, and it was perfect to the time almost. The, the oil topped out. It was overbought you know, on, on, the, on the oscillators and DSI. And then <clears throat> we're like, come on, let's get a pullback to this level. We had it all worked out, and we just never got there because the strongest groups never really give you that opportunity. So we're not going to make that mistake this time. You know, we still got oil and gas positions in place we, we're, for the long run, but we are going to add to these again. Uh, we just want to see about, a, honestly, about a week of some downside movement in the oil stocks to give us an opportunity to buy a little cheaper. They're just too overbought right now. This short-term money, you just, again, this is not, this is not when the smart money buys a group. It's just not. Uh, doesn't have any impact at all on how you view it longer term. But reality-wise, as, as a smart money investor, this is not the time to buy. Uh, something else, put call rates today, folks. Yesterday, the put call ratio was almost the entire day above one, closing at 1.808. It did it again today. Uh, it opened at 1.3. Wow. And then we, were, we, we opened up sharply higher. It still even closed in the 90s. And that's what this moved today. So, again, you got a lot of people buying puts, a lot of bearish sentiment. You know, uh, the, the, the sentiment surveys are bearish. This is, uh, you've got a big wall of worry. You've got a big wall of worry that's built up now. The bull markets love a wall of worry. You've got Russia, Ukraine. You've got Biden, who's a... Again, my least favorite president to ever listen speak on TV was George Bush. Right behind him is Biden, and it was Obama. That's my worst three. I just can't. I can't. I cannot watch them. Uh, but you know, of course, I, I, I read the written commentary. Uh, but uh, every time Biden talks, the markets go down. Uh, but again, he's a part of the wall of worry. The wall of worry, of course, is Fed rate hikes and, and yields. Again, the tenure today, two point zero four five percent. You know what? I know people are freaked about that, but I'm going. What? What's the big deal? What? What is? The, what are we talking about here? So who cares? <laughs> the average ten-year yield during the dot-com melt-up was over six. I, I've been saying over five percent, folks. It was over six percent. The ten-year hit seven point two percent. 
during the 2005 uh, year melt-up, okay? So 2% just doesn't scare me. And of course, as we talked about here a lot, the markets actually love rate hikes, especially early on. They just do. The, uh, guess what else loves rate hikes? Gold and the miners loves rate hikes. Again, this is not conditional wisdom, but it's still reality. It doesn't mean it's going to work every time, but again, we're also buying the miners on pullbacks here. Uh, so that's another great sector. Again, first rate hike expected here and right out a month from now, uh, the next Fed meeting, right out a month from now. Um, let's talk about the, the, uh, the commodities now. Uh, today, in our, in our commodity watch, we had, uh, again, pullbacks because of you know, the, 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 the change in tension, uh, although Biden hates that, of course. Gold today, down $15 an ounce, $18.54. had a very good run, still well above its 200-day moving average. Silver, down $0.47 cents an ounce. Uh, last trade here, twenty three thirty seven announced. Copper, which has been on a nice run, four fifty two right now. Copper stocks getting red hot, and they're leading copper, which is a very good sign if you like the group as we do. Turquoise Hill remains our favorite pick there. Been on a nice run, um, and uh, oil today again down three fifty four barrel at ninety one ninety two. Finally, Bitcoin. I, I'll wrap with this. I'll keep it short. Bitcoin. Up uh, 1754 right now at 43959 Remember, the 200-day the moving average still resides at 49000 So we're still, what about, what is that, Six, uh, 5000 5000 below the 200-day moving average. The prop, I think one of the keys to, to, to Russia-Ukraine is, uh, is, what, is, is watching Bitcoin. Because this is exactly what played out. When we had uh, the uh, in the uh, UAE after the uh, Las Vegas massacre, uh, you know we never knew the real story there, of course, uh, but we know you know <laughs> this guy Paddock certainly didn't do it, duh, right? But what also happened just like the week after, all of these Saudi Saudi princes, right, were abducted, you know, by their betters uh, and uh, by by the, the 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 king, and had them arrested and and tortured. You know, and like we're talking about, like I think it was like thirty of them, and um, you know, someone never heard from again. The money was taken; others were put back into power. I guess they got the answer they wanted, but Bitcoin soared on that. Bitcoin soared on that, right? People moving money because that's the great thing about Bitcoin: you can move it real quickly, anywhere you want to. Move it real quick. You can't do that with anything else. That's the great advantage of Bitcoin. So that's the thing I've been looking for with Russia and Ukraine. Also with Taiwan, by the way. Taiwan and China. If Bitcoin really gets hot again, I think it tells us there's something going on geopolitically that involves some kind of invasion. I believe that's a tell. And so we just never had that. Bitcoin actually has been going down during Russia and Ukraine. So that's kind of – we saw the same thing in Afghanistan when the U.S. moved out a week before. Here goes Bitcoin. Boom. Boom. Right? It's just fallen to below 30,000. And then just like that, it's back to the 60, right? So that's, that's something I'm watching for. I think the smart money is watching Bitcoin as a tell for geopolitical tensions and invasions. That's something we can all, all look for here. Uh, it'll help us time our, our investing as well in the stock market, I think, too. All right, folks, uh, covered a lot of turf today. Um, hope you stuck with me. Um, and I uh, always appreciate you being here. You guys are the best. Keep your feedback, questions coming, answers coming. I don't have all the answers. A lot of you do. Please let me know what I'm missing. I know I speak for Tyler as well. Folks, as always, appreciate it. Have a great night. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.